You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. <laughs> we are Courtney and Allison of the Devil X Files, and we just watched episode 13, Beyond the Sea. And guys, I believe. <laughs> Do you believe? I see the light. I I I was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. Oh God, that's I think all the words I know to that song. Um, Beyond the Sea was a delight, and after the uh, pummeling we had, <laughs> um, I mean, it started. I feel like it started with the Jersey Devil, and things got some, there was some silliness, uh, ice and space especially, conduit was a little weird, everything was silly. This one was not silly. This one was like, I don't know, I had feelings. I cried, you guys. She did. I was surprised to look over at the end of the episode and see some moist <sighs> eyes. I cried. I, and I cry easily, to be fair. But <laughs> but I, I'm delighted. So, Allison, um, and I hope you guys watch this episode. If you haven't in a while, uh, rewatch it and just to appreciate what X-Files could be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, if you've never watched an X-Files episode, I would say just do this one. Yeah. Do this one, maybe Tombs, and skip the rest. Do people just skip season one? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's like Buffy and they're just like, it's not worth it. Well, this episode's worth it. Why don't you give us the um, episode description, Allison? Okay, so the description for Season 1, Episode 13, Beyond the Sea. Scully believes that the psychic predictions of a death row inmate are the only hope in apprehending a vicious murderer. And, uh, in terms of this description, like, that's what happens, but so much more also happens, but yet, it's not... The overpacked and overwrought like so many episodes are. It's not convoluted. There's not horrible red herrings that go nowhere and are never explained. Yeah, like if there are specific details mentioned, they're woven in in a nice way or they come up later or like, yeah. it's just, Everything's nicely packed. And yeah. Everything's nicely written. The cinematography, there was some really nice choices. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting was fantastic. You know, there were some questionable lines in the writing, but everyone pulled it off. Um, I think the lesson we've learned here is X-Files episodes are better when Mulder is shot and in a hospital. I was going to say less is more, but yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> because this was heavily Scully. And yeah, yeah, I guess Scully is such, like an awesome character that when she carries an episode, maybe it's awesome. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's a theory that I have that we don't need Mulder. You might be onto something. Yeah. I'm sure there's other episodes like this. I'm sure there's a reverse too. Like Scully is shot or whatever and Mulder has to solve it. And yeah. I do not look forward to those episodes because <laughs> I think they'll be <laughs> no. trash. So let's go through this. Um, uh, <laughs> Allison and I, for the first time, I think 
wa- watching all 13 of these episodes, this is the first time we've been completely silent. Yeah, we didn't make jokes. I really didn't take a lot of notes. I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a funny episode, you guys. <laughs> we'll try to ham it up, but man, this one was good. It was. I really like it had like a... Um, more of a sort of noir feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Like, there were some really specific choices made that gave it that kind of vibe. And also, it just was, it was more subdued. Yes. And you said it was, I mean, it wasn't, like, alien monster scary. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was, like, eerie. Yeah, it was, it was spooky, but not scary. <laughs> yeah. And that one was, like... Yeah, when we rate it, man, this is one of my, this is my top one so far. Yeah, this is the, I've seen all but one episode of season one, and this is my favorite episode I've ever seen of the show. Now, okay, if this is the top episode of this season, Eve was the bottom episode? Yes. Okay, good. So we don't have to go lower. Not lower than how I feel about Eve. Okay. Okay, well, if everything else is in the middle, then I think I'll be okay with the rest. Okay. This one was really good, though. It was. Um, It starts... Around Christmas, uh, we meet Scully's mom and dad, and the dad vaguely looked like um, like either a chubby Arthur Dent or a chubby mm-hmm. Arthur Weasley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. Yeah. Um, and it's very emotional. Mom and dad say goodbye. It seems like dad wants to say something, and the mom's kind of like, yeah, why don't you say it? But it doesn't happen. And then Scully is asleep on the couch that later that night. I don't know why. Um, sometimes, sometimes children, as an adult, you just want to sleep on your couch yep. at one o'clock in the morning. Just fall asleep there watching some murder she wrote. Yeah. Um, or in my case, Xena, warrior princess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she awakes and really creepy image of her dad sitting on the chair in front of her saying something, but... Nothing comes out. Yeah, his lips are moving, but there's no sound. But we do hear the sound from the TV, which is just an infomercial. About hair. Hair loss. The hairspray. No, remember the hairspray? Yeah, that you spray on your bald spot and it looks Guys, like you have hair. oh, God. If you ever get bald, don't use that spray on stuff. That's basically like paint. It, people understand that. It's basically like you spray black paint on your hair. It's like, look, I suddenly have more hair. Well, not just on your hair, but like on your skin as yeah. well. Ugh. It's really it's alarming. Weird. Did you know that um, recently there's been an upturn in hair uh, transplants, but it's from, I don't know, your back to your chin? Oh, really? Yeah, because of the upswing of the popularity of beards. People don't have great beards. That's so, they... so alarming. Is it? <laughs> well, it's just like I just can't imagine a beard being that important to a person. Well, th- I mean, we live in the Pacific Northwest. We know if you've got a large beard, you are the alpha alpha yeah. beard person. Um, uh, and large beards are important to some people. I guess I can't imagine that being important. It's like alpha, alpha hipster, right? You yeah. come in and you're a butcher of a, like, quaint... 1800 style butchery and you're in portland oregon and if you have a weasley beard people would judge you that's true yeah. and and let's remember the gender is performative yeah and that that you know facial hair can play into that in a big way yeah 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 so uh <laughs> yeah even our jokes are serious you guys <laughs> get with the program <laughs> even our offshoots um so yeah the dad speaks in the chair very spooky the the telephone uh, rings, rings, and it's his, her mom, it's her Scully's mom, yeah. mom, 
and the dad disappears while we find out that the dad had an aneurysm? No, he had a coronary. Okay. Aneurysms are the scariest thing to me. Like, point blank. Like, you could just fall over dead right now. Oh, it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. My, um, in grade 12, my art teacher, they were having, her and her, her husband were eating ice cream at a very famous ice cream place in town, and he had an aneurysm and died right there. Oh, my there. God. Yeah. Terrifies me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Scully's dad died. Um, he was a Navy? He was in the Navy? Yeah, he was a captain in the Navy. Okay. Um, and there's this kind of undertone of, like, the dad was never really into Scully being in the FBI. Yeah, they wanted her to become, you know, to continue on her path of being a medical doctor. Yeah. A medical doctor. A medical well, she doctor. Is. She, well, is, she a med- is. She is a medical doctor. But, no one but... is making fun of that. <laughs> um... But so that, that kind of, and again, that kind of plays like just the very fact that before the dad was, before the parents were going to leave, the mom kind of looks at the dad like, aren't you going to say something, dear? And he doesn't. And and that was really, like, that was a nice choice. I mm-hmm. appreciated that because that was kind of underlying of like, what did the dad want to say? Yeah. Or what, you know. Which goes through, it's a through line for the whole episode is like this message that, that scully's father was going to give to her what was it um you know whatever his he was saying when his ghost or whatever yeah uh, was sitting in that chair and speaking but no sound was coming out like yeah. what was he trying to tell her so that's she spends the entire episode trying to find out and it's, what he wanted to say it's tied up really nicely it is tied up yeah, beautifully it's so great so we go from horrible dad death to steamy car sex scene yeah these two teens are getting hot and heavy super in hot a chevy. and heavy in a- now, if you were young once and tried to <laughs> me never do that, no, uh, it's not great. <laughs> it's not a great choice. It may seem like risque and awesome, but kids don't just don't, don't bang in a car. Don't bang in a car. Do it on a table or like in a bathroom, not in a car. Get mm. one leg up on that toilet tank and just <laughs> just go for it but not in a car not in a car it's not comfortable so but they they didn't know this obviously they're just young kids they're yeah. experimenting um and super spooky still really really scary um someone taps on the door we think it's an officer the light is shining on the kid's face mm-hmm. he says oh you know sorry officer and then the kid kind of realizes something is wrong yeah the guy's not with a flashlight isn't wearing police clothes and he gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, really spooky. And I thought, I didn't know where it was going with it, um, but I liked where it went with it. Yeah. Um, is this where we meet? Oh, this is where Mulder drops the, are you okay, Dana? I yeah. This is the first time he uses her first name. Yeah. For us, it was kind of shocking. Too. It was. Yeah. And then you have that kind of, the, 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 the chemistry happening. Yeah. Is happening now. I don't know if I'm okay with it yet or not. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does do some classic uh, touching, uh, some classic soups and approps, Mulder Fox, Mulder touching, um, where he kind of caresses her face and says, "Are you okay, Dana? And I know your father has just died, and you're going through a lot. You need to take some time off." And she insists, "No, I need to work." Yeah, and that's just like I mean, that's what Scully does, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what do you think about their relationship now? How did you feel about, like, this? Well, this episode is a big game changer for them. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's really Scully opening up to Mulder in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, And that, 
you know, uh, with the chemistry that they do have, that the actors do have. Yeah. To some degree. <laughs> it, it does open them up to more intimacy between the characters. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I don't know if I want my girl Scully with that guy Oh, yet. he a scrub. <laughs> he is. I don't know. He's vul- He was vulnerable in fire, and he was kind of vulnerable in a couple of ones. Vulnerable? He passed out in a hallway. <laughs> See, that's why he's vulnerable. Then this a, one he shot in. A big in. fireman had to pick him up. Scully should date the fireman. <laughs> big McLarge Huge? Big McLarge Huge. Rough, tough, McBuff stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, Scully. Well, maybe you can do better, Skulls. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not still not sold. That's fair. Um, so Mulder is telling her about... This uh, kidnapping case of these two teens in the car, it turns out this also happened a year ago, um, and the kids' bodies were found a week later, so they now think it's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, And then on the other hand, there's this guy, his name is Luther Lee Boggs, and he's about to be executed in a week, um, and he's claiming that he knows, or, or has some way of getting in touch with what happened to these kids, and how they can be found. And he wants to exchange that information um, for a, a life sentence instead of an immediate death sentence. Now, didn't he try to do this before? He was strapped in the he was strapped in the um, electric chair or the gas chamber before. Yeah. And he cut a deal. Yeah, he cut a, a similar deal. Uh, and now he wants to do it again. Yeah. Uh, who is the actor? That is Brad Dourif. Who you may know as Grima Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. I do not know him as Grima Wormtongue because I can't tell anyone apart in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> so much like Game of Thrones. Very much like Game of Thrones. Uh, was he in anything else that you know of? Uh, not off the top He's of my head. He's a good actor. I, appre- I appreciated him. But uh, email email us in your fave Brad Dourif roles. Uh, my favorite thing that he did in this episode was uh, as a character choice as a character choice to just be like fully sweaty a hundred percent of the time. Oh, he he f- acted as though he was constipated. Yeah, and he really had to make a push. Like, but he like was tentative to do it with other people in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's really pallid, really sweaty. So I think kudos to the makeup team, but also big ups to Brad for. I can't believe that out. I can't believe we are talking kudos to the makeup team because since <laughs> since seeing not one but two horribly <laughs> painted on burn, burn victims, and that was probably budget or whatever. This one was very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And Scully looked amazing. Scully looked so perfect and beautiful one hundred percent of like the a time. China doll. You know, like yeah, a, yeah, you know, I, know, like, I know what you mean. Not, like, I know what you mean. Not like, oh no, no, <laughs> like very just like porcelain yeah. and her like face her hair. was flawless. Yeah, her body be banging, <laughs> and so I AKA, just don't know what else to say. Ak, we want more. We need more people to shoot Mulder. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so we get more Skelly. Um, um, yeah. So Mulder goes on just to detail the ways in which this guy is clearly evil. Killed a lot of pets. He killed his entire family around the dinner dinner table. Yeah, and Mulder is the one who is skeptic. Yeah, and so Scully says, do I detect a hint of skepticism? Uh, and that's just kind of your first hint that this is going to be a real role reversal episode yeah. for them. And I like it. I liked it as well. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we also get um, the funeral of of her dad. Yeah. And it's um, just ashes in the sea. Yeah. Man. Uh, and beyond the sea... Is playing. Is playing, yeah. And so, apparently it also played at her mother's uh, wedding, her parents' wedding. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, so very nice. And he's a sea captain, all tied in very nicely. Kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, then we meet Boggs. 
Yeah, and our first uh, vision of him is of his hands, uh, where he has knuckle tattoos on either hand, one saying kiss and one saying kill. If you had knuckle tattoos, what would it say, do you think? Um, How many? You have one, two, three, eight. You have eight letters. I think it would say warm snug. (laughs) With two Gs? No, I have one G because there's only four letters. Oh, yeah. Snug. Okay. What would what would you say? Um, hug life. Well, that's not enough letters. Well, I tattoos hurt. So smug if, life. Smug life. No, just oh, hug. snug life. Uh, snug. That's the one. Okay, good, good. You can have hug life, and I'll have snug life. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad we established that when we go into prison together <laughs> yeah and then orange is the new black situation oh that's exactly what it'll be <laughs> um i just finished i finished the second uh season you guys third i don't know the newest season of orange is the new black i'm way behind this is an orange is the new black podcast now. well we were talking about litchfield the other episode <laughs> oh, right yeah, we <laughs> it's very good it is good if you guys haven't watched orange is the new black watch orange is the new black netflix hook us up yes Netflix, thank you. Netflix is what we're watching the X-Files on, you guys. So do that. Piss off your cable company. <laughs> um. So we meet, yeah, we kind of go in and they're talking to Boggs for the first time. And Mulder um, mentions that Boggs is supposed to be some kind of conduit. So we get this idea that he's communicating with people past, present, and future. Yes. Um. And he's very sweaty. He's extremely sweaty. And, and Mulder is like outright like you. I know you. He Boggs called Mulder because Mulder is the guy who everyone goes to, where it's like you have to believe me. And Mulder helped put Boggs away the first time. And and that's right. And Mulder helped put Boggs away the first time. So uh, Mulder gives Mulder's like okay. Well, if you can do this, we need proof. Yeah. Um, here is a piece of evidence. He takes out a piece of fabric. And he gives it to Boggs. And Boggs gets super sweats. Mm-hmm. And he talks about... Uh, a waterfall, but not of water. An and angel a statue. Yeah. He talks about all these things, like an abandoned warehouse. As if, And he talks about it as if he is one of the kidnapper, kidnapped kids. He sees through the kids' yeah, he eyes. He sees through their eyes and kind of describes what they had seen and are seeing. Yeah. Um, and Mulder's like, aha, that is a piece of my Knicks jersey. Yeah, I cut that off my New York Knicks t-shirt. Um, and so... Can you imagine, like, cutting, like... That, that's sad. You don't cut up a jersey like that, man. Oh, I don't think it was a jersey. I think it was just a t-shirt. Oh, a t-shirt. It looked like it was jersey shiny material. Oh, weird. Uh, I believe truly that he is a New York Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so that kind of is like, ha, 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 you're wrong, you know, put this, this guy's stupid. He's, and, and Mulder's big thing is if Boggs know, whatever stuff he spouts out, it's because he's illustrating, uh, is that the right word? Illustrating? Well, where you, this, how does the sentence end? The illustrating this, this like kidnapping from inside the bars. Oh, um, uh, yeah, basically he's like ringleading. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. his idea, and whoever the kidnapper is is so working any, with or for him. Any clues that he gives Scalia Mulder, Mulder saying like it's a trap. Yeah, he's doing everything right. He he's just trying to orchestrate this. Mulder's gone full Akbar in this episode. Yes, 
I get that reference. <laughs> um, but Scully's like kind of bite, like biting the bait, right? Yeah, because and- well, the big thing is as they leave. Oh, I forgot about that. As they leave the cell uh, with Boggs, he begins to sing somewhere beyond the sea. Yeah. Um, and Scully's like, hey, what? Uh, and then he calls her Starbuck, which is her father's nickname for her. And do you think he's just a big, like, Battlestar Galactica fan? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah? He probably just, like, he's like, hey, Starbuck, hey, Apollo, hey, Athena, hey, Rosalind. Hey guys, Baltar. Well, that's the new series. He wouldn't be. They didn't know about the new series um, back then. I believe he said he is the past, the present, and the oh, future. That's true. That's true. So, guys, so Starbuck is a woman now. Did you know that? It's like so offensive. I can't believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that happened. So Scully's like, oh, this is a little weird, and the fact that she kind of sees. Her dead dad, too, was kind of Yeah, weird. she turns around, she first sees her dead dad, and then looks back, and it's, yeah. it's uh, Boggs again. Yeah, so as Scully is driving home from this interview, she kind of notices, hey, look, it's a neon sign with a waterfall on it, and also sees the stone statue, which is uh, by Waterfront Station. Yeah, it's right at Waterfront Station uh, in Vancouver. It's a World War One memorial. So of a, an angel holding a soldier. I didn't know it was World War One. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and she drives by, and then she goes down a back alley, and it's an abandoned thing. She walks in, and it's kind of like almost like a ceremonious, like they have those candles lit, and there's a bracelet. Mm-hmm. A so- bracelet that um, Boggs had previously described. Uh, we found this out in dialogue that Mulder had said to Scully. Um, that Boggs had described the bracelet to a T. So Scully, um, she reports this, but in a way where it wasn't that I followed Boggs's directions. It was, I thought something weird was happening. Maybe she says that she saw weird activity. And that's why she says she went in there to report Mm it. Uh, She reveals this to Mulder, and Mulder is like gets angry with her. Yeah. And again, it's very role reversal. Usually we see Scully lecturing Mulder, but this is the first time Mulder lectured Scully. And this is, like, again, the relationship thing that you see developing. Like, you could have died. He probably planted that evidence or had someone plant it. You can't trust him. Yeah, you can't trust him. It could have been a setup, et cetera, et cetera. So Mulder's pissed. um, But um, it shows, like... He's being, like, mama bear, which is weird. Yeah. Because Scully's usually mama bear. Scully usually has to take care of him like a child. Yes. Like, take him out of prison, and when he gets his multiple concussions from being banged on the head by a gun, butt of a gun. And when his memory is taken by a military installation. And when he crawls through a very, very smoky place to rescue two boys uh, but he faints instead. Well, baby gets so tie tie. <laughs> so this one, uh, I appreciated. I wasn't offended. I was, I was yeah. appreciate. I appreciated. I, I liked the role reversal. Yeah, it was refreshing. Yeah, from what we've previously been thrown upon us. <laughs> um, what happens next? Do you know? 
Um, it's the newspaper thing. I yeah, just wrote so they, newspaper. And again, like a lot of the times they say, oh, we're going to trap this person or something. But it's yeah. not. They're, um, a lot of the times their sort of FBI schemes are not very well thought out. Um, no. But this one is very well thought out. So uh, Mulder has created a fake newspaper um, that says the kids have been found and they're alive. Yeah. Um, because they think that uh, Boggs is working with the kidnapper who they've now identified. Um, have they identified him? Yeah, they have. Okay. So they both, I think they both have spent time in Angola prison and that's how we think they know each other. Okay. Um, and uh, so they think he has one phone call a day and they think as soon as he sees this fake newspaper article, he's going to call his accomplice and be like, hey, what's what's the haps? What's the dealio? Yeah. Um, so they give him the newspaper and he reads it, and then he goes to make his phone call, and everyone is crowded into this surveillance area in the prison. Yeah. Um, and he just looks right up at the camera, and he calls Mulder's phone. And Mulder's like, guys, turn off your phones. Guys, turn off your fucking ringers. <laughs> but it's Mulder, and Mulder takes out the giant, giantest, 90-est phone. Yeah, he, like, whips up the little antenna. Oh, and so then... cute. I was hoping for a Nokia, but no. <laughs> it was, like, satellite dish phone. Yeah. Um, And he... Is it just like we have to make a deal? That's all yeah, I have written. Yeah, he says. Yeah, he wants to make a deal with them, and Mulder is just intent. Like we can't make a deal with him. We can't do it. Yeah. And he says, "Well, I'll give you some more information." And Scully just says, "Look, like these kids are gonna die in three days, and this guy's gonna die in three days in a gas chamber. So we kind of have to take have to any lead that we can. We have to do something." And again, she's more believing of Boggs than Mulder. So. Yeah, and again, this is a nice, uh, a bit of better storytelling than other episodes where we can actually see that they've been put in a specific situation and that's why they take their next sort of point of action instead of us just being like, why Why did they do that? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's causation. Yeah, there is cause and effect, which does not always occur. Because usually we're like, well, why did that happen in a way that, you know, why did they do that? But this one's like, I understand everyone's yeah. motive. You really understand why they make all the choices that they make, and they're backed into certain corners that it's interesting to see where they will try and go. Yes. So this is when they, they talk to Boggs again. Yeah. And he tell, talks about um, the kids, where he sees, and he describes um, he describes the situation, describes where it is. The one thing I wrote down is, um, he says, Mulder, be careful, blood, your blood will be spilt on the white cross. Yeah. Um, and so it leads to a, um, FBI, I guess. Sting. Sting, yeah. They go into a warehouse and there's kids there. The, uh, kidnapper slash murderer takes Jimmy. The yeah, Jim. Jim, Jimbo. Uh, takes him and goes... They can't catch up. But he's on a boat. He's uh, on a boat. But they rescue the girl. They rescue the girl. Um, but Mulder gets... Shot. Shot. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so Scully is very upset. Uh, and we pan up and see that there is like a white sort of wooden cross. Yeah, just, just with the lighting. It's really nice. Um, and the, and you can see Mulder's blood was splattered on it. Yeah. And so Scully's like, oh. Oh, shit. And, and, it was, and it wasn't cheesy. No. For the life of me, I thought, like, this could be... Oh, it could be so cheesy. So it, cheesy. But they didn't... I mean, it was like a dun-dun-dun moment. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like 
overt. It wasn't too over. It wasn't like they panned out and there was like white sand in a specific cross. Like, no, it was really well. It was nicely done. Um, And you're going to tell us a little bit about the writers and stuff later too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I appreciated it because this could definitely be a disaster, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, So now Mulder's out. Scully's in. And we're like, oh, yeah. And again, I'm going to have this theory that if Mulder gets shot, it's going to be a better episode. So I hope this happens multiple times. It's Scully time. Um, And she, the next thing we see is her reaming out Boggs. Yeah. And I have, for the life of me, um, Jillian Anderson, I have never seen her act so hard. Like, like in a good way. Like want to make me cry sort of way yeah so so kudos to her this is the first time that i see good emotion out of her she just gives him the business oh my gosh she's like um like fuck you you know there's kids out there who are going to die uh if Mulder dies you know my dad's dead whatever like and i'm gonna be the one to pull the trigger that you know that makes you that kills you sort of thing yeah uh, it was wonderful. It's a wonderful scene. Um, Boggs kind of talks about his time, about his last time that he was in the uh, uh, Green Mile. The Yeah, uh, and we get some great flashbacks. Yeah, so he's, it shows his um, last meal, mm-hmm. and it shows that, like, he... On his way to the gas chamber, he sees the family that he killed and, and that sort of thing. And One thing that I liked about that shot where he walks down the Green Mile and the family is on either side yeah. is that it was almost, it looked in some shots like it was mirrored. Yeah, Like the it was the same grandma, family on either side. Yeah. Which gave it like an extra spooky element. Yeah, so it I was wasn't really like, creepy. I was like, this is a, a choice and not like just bad filming. Yeah, the first the first two I think lined up was like almost the grandma. Yeah. It was on either side. Yeah, that was good. And it also brought me the thought of like, they still use the gas chamber? In the South, it didn't surprise me. Now, I know in Utah they still have um firing squad. Really? Yeah, I think someone was like killed by firing squad in the eighties. Oh my god. And I know old sparky is still alive and well i don't know how often they use them yeah. in the south i know in new hampshire if you the last time they had a um execution it was by firing squad and they didn't change they haven't changed the law since then hmm. that's probably the same thing as in utah yeah that's the last time they changed the law and now it's like if someone has the death penalty in these states you get firing squad how would you choose to be executed um, I know you have a very big fear of death. Yeah. Um, oh, and actually, I will answer your question in one second, but I just oh. wanted to mention that that is a line uh, that Boggs had where I really related to him, where after um, Scully had kind of shouted at him and said that he was lying, he said, don't underestimate my fear of dying. Yeah. And I was like, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I'm all over it. So how would you how, how would you would go out? Um probably firing squad. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What if they miss though, man? That could be Um so, Okay. Sitting in the chair or strapped to like a board, that terrifies me. Oh, I would be shitting myself yeah, to that death. That would not be great. Um I would like to be hunted. 
Really? Like a dangerous game situation. But then what if you get away? Then do you just Well, then it's awesome. You just win? Then I win. Well, I feel like I didn't realize that there was an opportunity <laughs> to not die in this situation. I was just And you've changed the game. <laughs> or if I had to die. I mean, I could just say Russian roulette. Oh, that would be good. Like deer hunter situation. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, if yeah. I don't get the bullet, I walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could choose that. That's the name of the game. If you had to die, I would say I'd be strapped into a faulty, like, um, carnival ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. And, like, you you have, you have go through the, uh, the, the roller coaster, but yeah. on the last leg, it just lets go. That'd be a way to go. That's so upsetting. <laughs> be fun for yeah. a bit <laughs> actually oh no 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 um there i read an article he's a swedish artist and mathematician and he developed a way to kill people via roller coaster what and it's i have to find the article the g-forces would be so strong it would knock you unconscious and the blood would rush from your brain so you would be basically brain dead hmm. by the time you finish the roller coaster and it's basically one giant hill for fun and then loop to loop loop to loop loop to do tighter and tighter loop to loops until it's like your g-forces are too much did he create this using roller coaster tycoon i hope so <laughs> I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon. What a good game! Oh man, I would, I would, <laughs> I, I would not finish roller coasters, and then like just launch people. <laughs> that's that's I guess where I get my inspiration. Yeah, yeah. So I would die by roller coaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go with Russian Roulette. Okay, I like that one. And my second choice is uh, Hunted for Sport. Yeah, Hunted for Sport by my husband. What? <laughs> <laughs> Write a book about it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Your husband, Ramsey Snow. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Hey, we're kind of funny this episode. <laughs> yeah, at least we're, a little bit. We're keeping it light here. Wait till I talk about last meals, boy howdy. Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, this is the let's make a deal moment. Um, Mulder, or no, Mulder's gone. Fuck Mulder. Yeah, well, she goes back to Mulder. At some point, and he says, like, whatever you do, don't make a fucking deal with this guy. And so Mulder's like, or so Scully's like, okay, I'll make a deal. Yeah. I'll try to. She goes to, um, to, uh. The governor. Wormtongue. Oh, yeah, no, she goes to the governor, and she says, like, can we make a deal? And he says, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, this guy is, should have been dead, like, ten years ago. So it's not happening. So then she goes to Wormtongue and says, I've made a deal. I've made a deal. Let's talk. Um, and he does. And what he describes uh, from the point of view of one of the kidnapped kids. Um, oh, the brewery. The, he describes a brewery, the Blue Devil Brewery. Yeah. And she, he even says, oh, don't cross. Don't follow the devil and cross the bridge. Well, he does. Yeah, yeah. He says. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Um, so I guess they raid this place. And Scully finds. Oh, well, oh. we should mention um, that when she's talking to him. Oh, yeah, At the yeah, very yeah, end, yeah. after he gives her the information yeah. she wants, uh, she she says, you know, if you were really psychic, you would know, and he says, that you didn't make a deal. Yeah, yeah. Because he does know that she didn't make a deal, um, but he knows that she tried, and that's why he helps her. Yeah. Uh, and then before she leaves, he says that he will give her 
her father's message. Oh, no, no, that's not yet. Sorry. Well, he, he still dangles, like... Yeah, I, he dangles her father. I, I still can tell you what your dad says. Yeah. And, and I guess she's kind of still hanging on to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they raid the Blue Devil Brewery. The murderer's there with the kid, and he's about to chop, chop, but the FBI rolls in. Uh, Scully fucking finally shoots a bitch yeah she shoots him like because he she says drop the weapon he hesitates and she just shoots him straight up she doesn't even flinch she just shoots which was him. like where was that scully during fire it like, was magnificent oh finally right in the trapezoid yep right in the really traps. good really good um so but scully is chasing the murderer across kind of a rickety old thing and the guy falls down he like, falls right down through it three flights of stairs. right under this big blue devil brewery logo so then it's like oh okay something's going on boggs obviously saw this and helped me out yeah um she goes back to boggs everyone everyone is caught or dead yeah basically. and there's a great as opposed to last episode's terrible crossfade there's a great crossfade from the blue devil logo to boggs's yeah. face I and again it could have been cheesy but it wasn't um oh i think my husband's cooking dinner because it smells really it smells good really good i think we're having split pea soup with ham you got a ham bone in there yeah oh that's good <laughs> well, i'm excited to go downstairs now um so let's finish this up quick uh <laughs> I want some ham. Um, so, sh- still on the dad thing. We haven't resolved that. Um, and uh, Bog says, if you come to my execution and you're my witness, mm-hmm. I will give you the message. Is my last words. Yeah. Um, and we also nicely tie up the issue of whether or not he was working with the kidnapper oh yeah um because scully says well i knew when he fell through the floor if you were working with him you would have warned him about that the way you warned me about it yes yeah so obviously there was a obviously he was he's killed people Mm -hmm. and he's a cold-blooded murderer but he did not institute he did not have yeah so he he was obviously having some degree of psychic connection yes and and Mulder didn't f- one sort of actual paranormal thing that happened and Mulder didn't believe I know and was and was out for most of it <laughs> I appreciate that yeah um so it goes to Bo- Boggs um execution he goes to the chamber he looks the window little thing opens up it's the priest and the governor and another white guy I don't know and Scully's not there no and uh i like that they chose that yeah i me like too. that they did that i really like it and so scully chose not to not to do that because uh, she says that he's my father yeah well instead she's at Mulder's bedside um and she's chatting with Mulder, and Mulder says um well didn't you want to know what the message was yeah. and scully says well i know what it was and Mulder says how do you know? And she says, he's my father. Yeah, which is what his, what her mom said to her. Yeah. So that was really nice. And it made me cry a little bit. And then, um... Oh, I do want to go back to the gas chamber thing. Uh, literally, I had no idea. And I don't know if this is what they actually do. But there was a pot of something, of a solid, like a, a sandish solid. Mm-hmm. And they poured probably an, it was probably an acid in a base sort of situation. Yeah. And they poured it in and it started bubbling. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. 
I thought they would like pump something into the walls or something, but it's literally mixed right in front of you. Yeah. That's crazy. You just watch it bubble. Crazy. Which also seems really dangerous for the people who like have to take the body out afterwards. And clean the place. And clean the places. It just seems like a bad idea all around. So I wonder, well, yeah, I wonder if there are still gas chambers like that in terms of like executions in the United States. So if you work in an American penitentiary, uh, let us know. Yeah, I want to know that. Yeah, I want to know which states have what uh, executionally thingies. <laughs> okay. Um, Death by roller coaster. <laughs> and then, uh, so our very last moment of the episode is Mulder saying, like, I know you believe him. And and uh, Scully kind of saying, well, I want to believe, but yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's had, this is her first kind of close encounter like and the dad thing obviously was very spooky mm-hmm. and she's trying to talk it out like she's trying to scully it now yeah she's trying to talk herself out of it like, like he could have known this about me yeah could have and, and and it's very common after trauma that you're going to maybe hallucinate so maybe that's why i saw my father mm-hmm. and and so everything is she tried to science it all but we know that now she kind of now she's she's in the gray she's in the gray area about the belief um and there were some cheesy lines at the end, but I didn't. I didn't care. Yeah, then, no, it was a little cheesy, but it was. Um, I think <laughs> after such a good straightforward episode. Oh my god! Like a subtle and straightforward episode. Oh my god! Like I, guys, we've been through some doozies, and this was like a whole other show. Yeah, it was like night and day. It was like you took these characters and plopped them into someone else's writing. It's like a fan fiction. <laughs> well, speaking of writing, uh, let me grab the information that i have on who wrote this episode well, why don't you do that i'm gonna rate it at the same time well no oh you have it up right yeah. now oh, okay good um Go. so this was written by glenn morgan and james wong and directed by david nutter so not chris carter not chris carter ah. so these guys also wrote uh ice and shadows and ice? squeeze Oh, so they're tombs. Yeah, and David Nutter also directed Ice. Okay, I appreciated Ice. Yeah, I thought that was good. Again, that wasn't that was a small it was a bottle was episode. Good. Like it, it was well constructed, and there wasn't too much to it. But d- none of them were as good as this episode. This episode Tombs had its own good. vibe. Tombs was definitely good. yeah. Tombs was a good episode. Had the same vibe sort of stuff. Yeah, and that's all they wrote. Um, so Did far. They- Oh, I didn't you... mention any ones that are yet to come. Okay. Can you tell me, can you tell me when another one of those episodes come up? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I want to know. Yeah. Ice. Ice. I think we were distracted by Banya, but I can appreciate. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was good. It was It was one of the better episodes. It was, it, yeah. It definitely was. Shadows was creepy. Yeah. It had some really creepy elements. Tombs was like, oh my God. Um, good to know. Yeah. So do you know how many more episodes they write in this season? Uh, I could take a quick pee. Do they try next season as well? Um, that I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, because I'd like to know how many more good episodes there are this season. <laughs> they have two more episodes in this season. Okay. And we're halfway. We're almost halfway. Yeah, Done. we are over halfway. <gasps> wow. Yay, victory. Yay. Uh, semi-victory. Semi-victory. We've got a semi. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, if you're wondering, we are 
we're going to take a break after the season, but we're going to probably, our next one is going to be the new season. Like yes, the brand new season. The brand new season. Which uh, we were talking about this, like, we're going to have no idea what's happening. Absolutely zero context. Uh, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We hope fun. you guys will enjoy it anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do ratings now. Cool. Um, dude, this was a solid five for me. Like spooky sale. It, no aliens, mm-hmm. no, um, no monsters, no mo- beast vision, no tombs, but it was super creeps. It was. Like, I won't be scared at night because of it, but it was a different sort of creepy. It just had a nice spooky vibe. Yeah, Like a light was. spooky vibe. Like, I think you, I think you were right when you said noir. Yeah, it was very, it ha- had more of a traditional, like, crime story approach to it. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm going to say like a, f- like a 4.5 in terms of spooky. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, like, tombs made me not sleep. Yeah. Uh, but this one, the imagery was really good. I appreciated it all. Like, I cried. Allison. You cried. I you know. did cry. I know. So good. This is like <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on my rage scale, I'm gonna give this a one. This is my favorite episode I've seen so far, and I love it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And yeah. thank God, you know what? I'm sure. I wonder if this would have come before Eve. If if we'd be like fuck this episode. Maybe we're like blinded. Maybe No, I don't think so. I think no? it's just a solid episode. Okay, it's a solid episode. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um I was going to teach you about last we were going to talk about last meals. Yeah. We're going to do kind of a personal X files about last meals. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-Files. So, by the end of this bit, Allison, I want to know what your last meal would be. Oh, I gotta start thinking about it. Okay, so start thinking about it. Is there a limit on the amount of food you can have? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, looking at some of these, um... I'm I'm actually at Hen- Henry Hargreaves is a photographer and an artist and he did um a piece if I can bring it up yeah he did a kind of a photo series called No Seconds and you guys probably seen it on the internet he recreates a uh, very famous last meals and I read about like not all prisons offer last meals hmm. it's it's not a thing that's usually done um in fact it's not common in terms of contemporary mass murderers they don't usually do that anymore so these are all like 19 i think timothy mcveigh was the last one that they kind of talked about oh really um so john wayne gacy uh um he was he was one of those who like fuck i'm gonna go big or go home just fuck me up so remember uh like 33 counts of murder right um uh, he died of lethal injection, but he had 12 fried shrimp, which is, I mean, 12 fried shrimp is not that much, uh, an entire bucket of original recipe KFC, oh my god, a uh, tire bucket of French dry- fries, and one pound of strawberries. Oh my god. And I didn't know this, but uh, it was specifically KFC because before being convicted, he worked at a KFC. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so weird. He enjoyed their chicken. I bet he knew the 12 secret spices. Yeah. Um, Timothy McVeigh, and he, he was the Oklahoma City bomber, which is so funny because I remember that happening as a kid, like I on don't. TV. Oh, was he? Well, I was in the States. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, it was like, that was kind of the first mass 
like destruction event that I kind of remember and seeing on TV and like understanding. Um, He, again, go big or go home. He died of lethal injection, which I think is the big thing now. Um, Two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's it. Nice. That's That's right up my alley. Um, Let's see what else I got. Uh, Ricky Ray Rector. Um, two counts of murder. I don't know his story. Uh, he's down south, though. He had steak, chick- uh, fried chicken, cherry Kool-Aid, hmm. and pecan pie. And <laughs> the story is he left the pecan pie saying he would save it for later. Oh, well, that's ballsy. <laughs> um, so, uh, Stephen Anderson, uh, blur- burglary, assault, escape, prison, seven counts of murder, lethal ejection again. This is might be up your alley. Two grilled cheese sandwiches, mm. uh, a hominy corn mixture, peach pie, chocolate chip ice cream, radishes, and some cottage cheese. Oh, I don't like cottage cheese no. at all. No, I, I. That's weird to me that you would pick cottage cheese. Uh, Ted Bundy, um, definitely like one of those. I'm gonna pack my colon full, <laughs> um, so that when I die and it evacuates. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> He was electric chair, and we were kind of talking. No, I don't think any of these guys die by a gas chamber, so I don't know if a company Yeah, is. it's very strange. Uh, he declined the special meal, so it was given the traditional last meal. So um, this is... I, there used to be a choice. Some prisons give you a choice, and I guess if you're about to die, they do give you a semi-special meal. So this is the kind of contemporary like what you get when you're going to die uh a steak eggs over easy hash browns toast with butter milk and juice so breakfast for dinner yeah which is awesome that's pretty awesome so that's that i mean that's who doesn't want breakfast for dinner although is it a dinner or is it a breakfast oh yeah when do you die probably in the morning probably dawn (laughs) well i don't know if it's at dawn but i just think it's probably in the morning yeah yeah well, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Because you don't want to be, like, all day, like, oh, today's the day I'm going to die. Plus, if you're, like, a scheduler at a prison. Yeah. Why would you schedule things for Yeah, you, yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Okay. So that's not as nice as I thought it would be. So all these are breakfasts, not dinners. Huh. Um, Angel Neves Diaz, oh, she, she was recent, um, Florida, she was declined a meal. Um... And she was actually served the prison meal, but she didn't eat that either. And I think I would, I talk a big game, but I think I would be like her. I'd be like puking. I'd be like shitting myself. (laughs) Um, Oh, this guy was firing squad, uh, Utah. Ronnie Lee Gardner. uh, Lobster tail, steak, apple pie, vanilla ice cream. And he ate it while watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, wow. What a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that's an option. Uh, I want to go to... The one I find, oh yeah, Sacco and Vanzetti. Do you remember that? The the kind of that's a big one, Sacco and Vanzetti. Um, no. Uh, in Massachusetts, they killed people, but it was like suspicious how they killed people. Hmm. Um, soup, meat, toast, tea. Wow. Yep. Uh, where's the one? Oh, here we go. Uh, Victor Ferger, twenty-eight years old. Iowa kidnap and murder lethal ejection. He had a single olive with the pit in it. Hmm. So I appreciate that. That's very uh, dramatic. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, Allison, what would be your final meal? 
double cheeseburger. Yeah. A and W onion rings. Yeah. Strawberry milkshake. Yeah. Cup of coffee. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so again, you'd feel your colon full. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm super lactose intolerant, so I'd go the I'd go the uh, Timothy McVeigh, and I'd do as much ice cream as I could possibly eat. <laughs> probably a cheesecake as well. Yeah. Um, probably a lot of dessert, creamy desserts. Because I'm not going to feel the bloat afterwards. Someone else That's is going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Someone's going to have to clean up your explosion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't imagine, like, I'm sitting on the lethal ejection or the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And then the governor calls, no, she's free. And I'd be like, no, take me now. <laughs> just, just do it. It's too late. I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> That would be. I've that already be. ruined my body. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. That would be the worst. Okay, well, uh, write in. Tell us what you would have in yeah, your last video. Yeah, please, meal. please write us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com and tell us what your last meal would be and how you'd want to die. Yeah, how you'd want to die. Because I'm totally into that roller coaster idea. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> uh, is that all we do? Well, and predictions. Oh, yeah, predictions. Okay, I guess we'll have to watch more episodes. I'd love to just stop watching right now. Nope. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Well, these writers wrote two more episodes, so hopefully we'll hit. Is this next one a No. Oh, damn it. Okay. So the title for season one, episode 14 is, oh, button your pants, because it's called Gender Bender. Are you fucking kidding? I am not. And I was, when I watched this episode the first time, I was extremely hesitant. Are you kidding me? No. Is it going to be really offensive? I don't remember it being really offensive, but that certainly doesn't mean that it wasn't. But if it's really offensive, then we just get to pick it apart. Because it's going to be like... I hope it's not, like, making fun of a trans person. I don't think so. I think it's more uh, supernatural, but I, again, I just don't really remember. Oh, God. We, Allison, we had everything. We could have had it all. We had everything. This episode was perfect. And now we go, <laughs> now you fucking tell me the next episode is gender bender. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is awful. Oh, God. Okay, I'm gonna oh. just try to pick a pick a positive prediction. Um, I can't. Uh, but hey, you were right about uh. I know, but that doesn't make me feel any better. Oh. Okay. Um, how about let's go? Let's go progressive. Okay. Let's do. There is a person, and they're non-gendered. And, uh, and like literally they have like their chromosomes are Mm non-gendered. So it's like, look, this person's neither male nor female and that's okay. I hope. I hope too. It's not going to be that. Some, or like someone who changes gender, like gender fluid, maybe. Oh. And it's like, that's okay. That might be a thing. I, I wish ho- I could remember so I could reassure I you. I hope. I just, like, if it's like, this mass murderer is a man wearing a dress, 
That would be, that I would really, kill me. You know what? I think I would have been a lot angrier okay. if that had been Okay, it. that would absolutely kill me. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember getting <sighs> super angry about this episode, so I'm thinking it's probably... I'm so bummed now. It's probably not... Allison... Transphobic? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's I don't want to say anything and then be immediately proven wrong. I hope... Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. If, if you're... If you're... If you're... Uh, oh... Way to ruin this episode. I'm so sorry. I didn't make the show. Okay, I'm going to say my prediction is, and I'm going to just be very, like, someone is gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Like, both, like, also on a scientific level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, non-gendered, male, female, between genders, no gender, and they can, like, do whatever they want at will. Oh, like, so change their body. Well, not necessarily, well, no. Well, I don't know about, like, but, like. Change their physical form. No. No? Well, I don't know. I See, then that's the kind of almost offensive if you go that way. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to say on a genetic level, they have, they are, they are neither male nor female. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? There's a third gender? And it's, like, super progressive and everyone's like, yay, gender is a construct. And, like, it's not going to be like that. But <laughs> but the, your hope is yes. what's important. I hope it's very progressive. I'm afraid it's not going to be. Okay. Well, we and will I'm have super to find bummed. out next time. Is this a Chris Carter episode? I probably it is. Um, we'll tell you about it next episode if it's a Chris Carter yeah, episode. Yeah, we will. Okay. Okay, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope next episode is not offensive whatsoever, uh, but be careful if it is. Please read into it. If, it, if it's offensive, we will put a warning at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, because I'm scared about it. Okay. Okay, until next time, guys, remember, the, the truth, truth is out, out there. there. A gender bender. Uh.